rose nose. Unless you sound like old dirty ass motherfucker. <laughs> Ro shit hit different. Bro take a long time, man. I hate these artistic dudes. He's coming. Yeah, what's Ro? Come on, Ro. <laughs> <laughs> This is the I'm Kinda Famous Podcast. I'm your host, Lester Rowe. New week, new episode, episode 108, 108 of the I'm Kinda Famous Podcast. K-I-N-D-A Famous Pod, P-O-D.com, the official website. But just go over there and stop by Facebook.com slash Kinda Famous Pod. Uh, if you are new, I guess I need to start saying this shit. If you're new, uh, make sure you go like subscribe do all that whatever all those other shows tell you do do that shit for my shit too all right um clean ass people collectors get you some arrowfilms.com slash by now go over to the facebook kind of famous pod page there should be some way to find out how to buy them we got t-shirts clean ass people collector and cosmic culture t-shirts uh we about to jump into the young bandana gang um what else them hats coming sooner than later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we got a few. Oh, and them shorts. Little jogging shorts for the females. So, cop some. Cop some. Actually, I'm almost out of these shorts. So, I got some limited sizes. I should post that shit up. But I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'm doing some rebranding. And I guess not for the podcast. Podcast is what it is. Now, I know last week I said that one or two different shows is gonna happen i lied basically because if it, it don't matter the reason why i said it and that won't be the case so i lied uh that's why i try not to front sell shows i try not to tell you what's gonna happen next week unless i 100 percent know it's gonna happen but i said it so i lied all right now I know y'all have emailed me, kind of famous pod at gmail.com, and said y'all like this person, y'all like that person. Um that oh uh looks like you finally getting a fucking co-host. Y'all say this shit every time y'all like somebody that come on that looks like a co-host. The problem is it's the problem that I, I'll say this about pretty much everybody who inspires or aspire to have a podcast is if you, is the commitment and dedication. Like I always say, you can't measure a podcast until they get past 10 episodes. Because one, you got to think of 10 topics. Let's say you do half an hour, right? That's simple. That's short to me, but let's say you do half an hour. You got to come up with content for 10 hours. And after 10 weeks, that's roughly two and a half months. You kind of run dry, especially if you're, if you're not like, I don't really talk about anything. I talk about what's happening now. But if you're trying to like come up with like concepts and shit, oh, we're going to be a show about X, Y, Z. You can't do that shit. It's hard to do that for ten episodes. Like if I was, if this was a relationship show, I essentially uh, probably after three or four months, I'm repeat, repeating the same shit. I repeat the same shit. The whole black men don't cheat shit all the time because it's fun. But if I had to really hop into some real conversation, about three months, I probably start repeating myself because a lot of shit is the same. Um, but. With that, like I see a lot of podcasts come and go, like podcasts that do seasons. Other than Zio and Rome, Zio and Rome podcast is a lot different. Like they do, I talk, they do seasons, but it's not like traditional. It's not a traditional setup of how like you would do uh, seasons for a podcast. It's like, I don't know, it's brilliant actually. I really like it. I think it's dope. 
But most people do seasons because of the commitment. Like you can't, it's hard to really say, I'm going to be here for 52 weeks, you know, out of the year. And I think I roughly do 45 or something like that. Since I've started, like 45 a year. So that shit is not, you know, I've done 45 and then I've done bonus shit. I've done extra shit, the uh, new shows and all kind of shit. So I'm able to do it because everything's here. I only outsource if I need to. If I got to go to the studio, I know a studio I can get to. But if you don't know how to mix audio, you don't know how to record, you don't have a spot, you want to interview, all these things that complicate the process of the ease, you can't commit. And the thing about podcasting or anything is the consistency. Like they got people got to know you're going to be there. Like, I know you're going to be there. So, if you're not there, you got to have a good reason. But you got to also know that if I'm not there, it's going to be a significant drop-off. The other part, people starting to do way too much video. I say that. I say it's way too much. It's way too much if you ain't got someone dedicated to doing video. Like, I do video from time to time. But I can't consistently do video. Like, I could do video right now. But I don't want to really because it's just more work. I'm doing enough as it is. So you got to end up scaling that shit to what you can put out, what you can be consistent with and perform that every week. People can't do this every week. Um, No matter how much they say, like a lot of people think because, you know, they have good conversation. People tell them they should come on. They should do a podcast. They love it. All that shit. Nah, man. The core to having a podcast is showing up every week. And that is extremely difficult to do. So even though you may like some people, y'all like Brittany, y'all like Carla, y'all like, um, damn, uh, what's the name? Caitlin. Uh, I think that's it. Like those are the top three, and people like Chanel a lot, but th- those are the top three because y'all still talk about her episodes. But those top three: Carla, Brittany, and Caitlyn. Hey, I would love any one of them to be permanent calls, but gotta be there every week, or at least most of the time. And that's extremely difficult for people to do. So, I know what I said, but not this week. She might be back. I don't, uh, Brittany might be back. Um, uh, I was supposed to do a show with this other po- podcast in town. and Because they asked about coming on. I was like, fuck it. Um, they want their audience to see another side of themselves. And I will talk for an hour. So, or more, as y'all know. So... Um, but for whatever reason, haven't heard back from them. So I, I'm not a person that's going to chase anybody to be on the show. Um, this world, well working machine. So shout out to all my listeners coming back every episode for that five. What happened this week, man? What I do this week? I did a bunch of artwork. Um, been trying to get my art shit together. Actually, working on this bomb ass photo shoot. We're gonna do. A, I'm gonna do a Halloween photo shoot. Speaking of, I'm glad I thought about that. But yeah, doing a, a Halloween fo- photo shoot. Try to do a couple of them actually. And I say Halloween. This probably ain't gonna drop by Halloween. But I just like I'm into that kind of shit. That's like one of my favorite holidays. I watch scary movies and shit. I ain't been to a haunted house in a young minute. But this like this is my holiday. This is the holiday I enjoy. Um, I'm I'm just in the dark stuff, but got a shoot coming up. But one thing that's coming, I'm finally gonna jump in, and we gonna talk paranormal shit. You know, I'm into the paranormal shit, ghosts, all that kind of goofy ass shit, and um, cults in the occult. Like, I've always wanted to do that podcast episode. I remember when I first started the show, I was like, at some point, I want to jump into those type of topics but i didn't know how and i was too new i think i don't think i had i don't think i felt like i could deliver it good but the cult one will probably be first i don't know it depends 
It depends. Uh, hey, and uh, not for nothing, if you got some ghost stories, paranormal stories, whatever you want like to tell about, and I might bring it up on the show, hit me up, kindoffamouspod at gmail.com or go to facebook.com slash kindoffamouspod. Um, get that to me, man. We might might talk about this shit. Uh, uh, actually, we're going to do it like this. We're going to do it like this. Send your boy your, your ghost story, your paranormal story. If that shit fire, I'm going to talk about it on the show. Send you a clean ass people collector. We're going to do it just like that. I'm going to send you a people collector. Send me a fire ass paranormal story, ghost story, whatever. We'll get you one of these motherfucking t-shirts or something like that. So, boom. Done. Settled. Uh, but we're going to talk about cults, too. I like talking cults. Uh, not the cults. Cults. I don't know. I, don't, I can't say this shit. <laughs> Clearly, I can't say it. Um, so that's in the near future. Man, I don't think I did nothing really. Uh, had a few little conflicts and shit. You know what I mean? I was supposed to do something that I ain't going to do after all. Uh, I did get my registration done for my vehicle. Um, finally. Took care of that little piece of business. Um film festivals man i may have kept it light see this is what happened all week i be thinking like shit to talk about and then it's time to do the show and all my little anecdotal shit for the week i just forget i just forget where my phone i think i may have put some shit down on my phone in terms of my week you know what i'm saying yeah you know i'm saying ah 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 here we go. Oh, man. You know what? Here, I do got this. This ain't no... This ain't no... Uh, this ain't no uh, anecdotal shit. But I was reading. Somebody had posted some shit about empaths. Empaths. Let me, let me pull my laptop up. So, my thing about empaths is... For some, I just, some things I have trouble getting into believing about. Um, because, damn, son. <laughs> I just said they got shot in the head with a rifle. Uh, but empaths, my problem, I, it's, it seemed new. It seemed new. Like, I don't truly understand what's going on there. That people are just, um, Suddenly, like this is a thing. I say suddenly, but I never heard of it until like a year ago. And then people started uh, claiming it. And it's just like anything. Things start, starts to become like a, a trend where people's like, I'm such an empath. And because I'm an empath and the definition here and what's funny about it, I decide I hear it so often, but I just decided to look it up the other week. Look at this. It say the use over time. Empaths, the term empath. And this is according to Oxford. I don't even know how this little chart works. All right, here we go. The spike in the term empath. I don't even know what year we in. This old as fuck. Let me see. In 19... In 2000... 2006, the use of empath was at its highest, or 2007. I don't know what this means. Hold on. Oh, I see. Yeah, in 2000, oh, hold on. I can look up now. I just want to look at how long people have been giving a fuck about empath. Yeah, not that long. So, anyway, here, let me go to the fucking... Um, definition of an empath in case you never heard of it because I didn't hear about it till last year but the definition of it says see this is how you get locked into goddamn uh, wormholes and shit it's a plural oh fuck that it's a noun chiefly in science fiction meaning mostly used in science fiction 
a person with a with the paranormal ability to apprehend the mental and emotion state emotional state of another individual. Wikipedia says no, that's that's empathy. But yeah, so that's what an empath is, but people are starting to own that shit. And I don't understand like where this terminology all of a sudden become like right now, I Google this and it's like thirty five books about being an empath. Um, but I just didn't understand where this came from and why people are so, um, I won't say desperate, but so committed to like, Ooh, if you feel bad, I feel bad. Like, yeah, that that's how good emotional people should do. If you are in the presence of someone that's sad, it's pretty natural and normal to start to feel a little sad. Uh, empathy bitch ain't that fucking difficult it's not that confusing if you're have like they say uh a smile is contagious a motherfucking smile all of a sudden you're like well shit this nigga happy about i'm happy but all of a sudden like people are like locked into being empaths are empaths real boom let's hit that let's see what this is here um the signs okay psychology today 2018 story uh i probably should have read this before and i did not but everything uh i'm seeing here i hold on before i jump over that they talk about synesthesia which i think is pretty pretty amazing empaths is when we reach our hearts to the others and put ourselves da, 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 yeah 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 however being an empath goes even further like many of my patients my the bullshit the bullshit he wrote a book over empaths i ain't with that now i'm skipping empath because all right so my personal position i think empaths is bullshit i mean I just think it's bullshit. I don't think it's that real. Like, you know what? Just thinking about it, I I think people are obsessed with having a mental illness. Because mental illness is so so fashionable now. Like, you know, I, I do the mental illness stuff. Um, I as I've said plenty of time, I suffer suffer from depression. You can go listen to Mental Health Week or you know, I have people on talk about mental Ill- illnesses and things they went through um in alignment with mental illness. Uh, all the way down to being admitted to psych wards to, um, you know, just being a creative, the creative, uh, anxious, depressive person. But short of that, it is now so fashionable and fad like to want to have a mental illness. Like you don't you know, you, you, you feel lazy today. Just feel lazy. You feel exhausted today. You're exhausted. Um. But having like true mil- mental illness is it's it's crippling. You know, what? like you you cr- it's crippling. Like you don't want to do shit. Like not because you sad that day, but like all of a sudden I was happy, and all of a sudden I'm sad. Um, something was brought up, and I am super fucking nervous. I'm un- uh, irreconcilably nervous. I'm you know whatever. It's, just, it's a slew of things, or where you uh, overthink every all the bad whatever it's, just, it's, it's a th- you know those things but you may not have that but you do feel sad from time to time when other people are sad and to say that you're an empath i think is one of those things and i could be wrong someone can feel free hit us up hit the comments go to facebook i'm out i'm on all that shit um um hit me up at kind of famous at gmail.com I could be wrong, but empaths, I think the expression that they have about their feelings are normal. Like, you know, for me to feel like it was totally a legitimately real thing is if like you meet someone at a coffee store and they tell you how bad their day was and it sounds like it was bad and you carry that with you the rest of the day. Or someone else was happy and 
you know, you you had a death or something in the family, something extreme in your in, happening to you personally, and you meet someone that was happy, and suddenly you're just uncontrollably happy. I'm gonna tell you why. This is this is what makes this even more important. Is let's say someone killed their wife or husband or or whatever. If all of a sudden that person seemed way too happy because they met someone who else who happened to also be happy, you couldn't go to court and listen to his story and they talk about how his actions, his emotions didn't meet, you know, whatever, didn't match. And he was like, oh, no, I got a mental illness. I'm an empath. You ain't trying to hear that shit. It not even make sense. It don't feel like it makes sense. So, until we are there, <laughs> empath is a bunch of bullshit. I, I, it just is. I just don't... I, like, it's so stupid to me in terms of being this thing that we call an illness. Or maybe we don't call it illness. Maybe they just claim it. Or maybe it's not anything. Um, and if it is something, I would like to see a little bit more information behind it. Um, because all the feelings that I hear, I see, and I read empaths talk about, or people who claim empath, um, it's just all looks normal to me. And I could be wrong. I'm a person who suffers from um depression. It's hard for me to explain to other people about how this shit is and how it feels. Sometimes I try to use good analogies. But um, I can tell when it's not hitting the mark. So uh, if you are empath or you got a little bit more information about empaths and you think I need to look into, I need this. I need you to send me something at least within the last couple of years. You know what I'm saying? That's published within the last couple of years. Give me some good research. Um, I even look at a video. I'm not against looking at YouTube. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to vet that shit. I'm going to get in the comments. I'm going to go follow. If they suggest something, I'm going to look at the shit. But um, for now, I ain't fucking with that empath shit. So, you know, let me know. Kindofamouspod at gmail.com, facebook.com slash kindofamouspod. I want to update something. Um, There was that case we talked about last week about the Fort Worth woman who was shot uh, by the police officer. Well, I'm not a coffee drinker, but the tea is hot. Shout out to Southside. Um, the tea is hot on this one, man. Um, looks like um, the cop involved was charged with murder. Overcharged, maybe. But um, I'll take it. Because in ways, he just overacted. I think the fact that he didn't finish his sentence. He didn't finish his sentence. You got to finish your sentence. Give a motherfucker an opportunity. Give a person an opportunity to follow a command or something. He ain't do none of that. So, um, but short of that, the T here is, um, is, uh, the, I guess there's a situation in which, the aunt and the father of Atiana, Atiana, um, the woman that was murdered by the police officer in Fort Worth, um, they were having some conflict. The pop, they was trying, they was, they had to go fund me. They raised a whole bunch of money for uh, the the services of Atiana, um, and the pops who um i guess was a strange or they was trying to reconcile he wanted to be involved the parents then the the aunt or whoever was you know taking care of services and, and the wakes and all this type of stuff had didn't want him to be involved and because of this little riff he took out a uh because he had insurance on itiana um he took out a restraining order um, which caused them to cancel both, I believe, the funeral and the wake. I could be wrong. Maybe it was just a wake. But um, he jumped in. So 
the funny, well, none of it's funny. You know, no one wins when the family feuds. But I look at this in a way that has nothing to do with the case. So the case is the case until, you know, it's brought to trial. There's a conviction or an acquittal. But in terms of this family thing, I looked at, I was thinking, because we chose not to um, do something similar for my father when he passed because uh, we was having trouble with finding uh, insurance and if he had insurances and all these other things that happened because um, you had to figure a lot of shit out real fast. Almost in the same time span that Atiana and their people had to figure things out. Um, Man money makes people messy because, you know, to me, if it was me, if there was people in my family I had conflict with, or people I didn't necessarily like, uh, but they wanted to help contribute to my father in his death or home going, as we call it. Um, I can set all that shit aside so my dad can have a great service. You know what I mean? I'm gonna take whatever I would if 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 my brother wanted to do the thing and we raised a crap ton of money, and then some person came out the blue like hey we want this we want to be involved i want everybody to be involved i want everybody to be happy i want a peaceful transition from life to death for my father for my loved one but i would be i would be remiss in thinking that if that was to happen somebody would be worried about some money actually let me step back that did happen. There was a situation um, in the passing of my father where a lot of people was looking for some money. A lot of people wanted some money, wanted some situations, wanted this, wanted that. And, um, you know, we had to put a nip in the bud of those type of expectations. Well, I, Tiana, I think they said they raised around $100,000, $200,000. I could be exaggerating, but let's say, let's say they raised about $50,000. For her, you know what I'm saying? Which is probably possible considering it's a high-profile case. They wanted that money. Auntie wanted some money. And that's unfortunate because, you know what I'm saying, with with my pops passing, I think we all had this expectation of something. You know what I'm saying? One, we want to take care of my father, but my father lived a certain kind of lifestyle. I think everyone had expectations of something. And I don't know if everybody got what they wanted or whatever. But that's normal to me. Um, But if it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. And it had been great to happen, but it didn't happen. If the pops want to be a part of it, that's his daughter. And maybe they had a father now. But that's still his daughter. And then if he has the funding to make it happen, that's what's important. Why would you get in front of that when it's not about anything but Atiana? You know what I'm saying? Like, man, it's crazy. Because as as good hearted as these people is, and I want to first say fuck Lee Merritt. Um, he's he's a lawyer who's basically a racial ambulance chaser. Um, you know, this thing about being popular, being, uh, as they say, a clout chaser, getting attention in, in media has taken over good situations. Um, he's helping report a lot of his terrible information. He also was involved in putting out a lot of bad information after the uh, uh, Botham Gene case as well. Um, you know, I despise people like him. I despise people like um I can't think of his name because I try not to see it say his name. Sean King. That's his name. Uh I despise those kind of people. I think they put a blackout on um a lot of these type of situations. Because here's the other part about this. That family dispute, there's no reason why that family dispute should be in the media. There's no reason why they should be interviewed to why, 
he called a uh, uh he intervened i forget what it's called uh whatever it's called there's no reason for that shit to get out but it's out there because attention means too fucking much i was just on youtube this dude got the got his got the brakes beat off his ass at the club here and all i and then i saw another one where these motherfuckers at the ymca nigga got the base uh brakes beat off of him that's snitching to me that like people mad at takashi but shit like that is snitching to me oh man i'm gonna make some money that's snitching to me that's telling but it's so much because people want attention in traffic people want attention in traffic lee Merritt doing what he's doing is attention in traffic um getting on the media and all this type of stuff is attention in traffic when you post a video or something or anything happening in the world you know, if it's something positive or negative, it's, a, it's attention and traffic. We place too much value on attention and traffic. I don't know if it's worth it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if it's really worth it. Um, Because so much, like, you can't go backwards. Once it's out there, it's out there. And once you've done it, you've done it. You can't undo it. People already know. And at the same time, it tanks the pool of information. It tanks the pool of perspective. So then you have like people who are against you know that you said this and you may have cleaned it up. But they may not saw the cleanup. They saw the initial thing. Or it can work the other way. It can work the other way. People see it and like what you're saying. You correct it, but they still leaning with the original bad information. You know what I'm saying like so when these people do that or or anybody do that it's it's more toxic than helpful so that's my problem with people like that but it's but speaking of of attention and traffic the game rap rap artist the game um damn i got two about him i'm just riffing people so i got uh I got two about him. So football is on right now. I got money on these games. I put $15 up on a parlay to make around $300-something. And right now, I look like I'm going to fucking make this money. But uh, the game, Rapper the Game, he has made a clothing line. Well, he's notorious of just clout chasing. He already says a shit ton of names in his music. He's always name dropping. But he always does a lot of these little things for attention. Sometimes he throws dick on Instagram so you can see the print. All this is just attention whoring, basically. Attention to traffic. Um, He recently decided he wanted to make a clothing line called Prolific. Now, Prolific, Prolific is a terminology most closely associated with Nipsey Hussle. Um... I believe I know the reason why uh, the game is doing this, and we'll talk about that in a second. But he's made T-shirts and all kind of merchandise that says prolific. And his feeling is, you know, Faith Evans, uh, wife of Biggie Smalls, Notorious Big, uh, owns the name prolific. So this and that. Uh, he got the blessings to use it. Uh, prolific was used way before Nipsey Hustle. Just a lot of bad excuses on this. And the point of the matter is that he's profiting off of familiar, uh, the familiar. And when you play the game like that, it looks nasty. Looks disgusting. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, as much as I complain about Kanye, like, the game does this quite a bit. And the interesting, for me, one of the interesting parts of that is um, the game. He's in California. So he's basically reaching the same demographic, the same people that Nipsey Hussle would have. And to the unfamiliar, the uninitiated, who is, who doesn't know this is happening, they can look at that and go, 
could look at that and go, oh, this some new Nipsey shit. Which is probably not what maybe it is what you want if you're trying to make some money because a lot of people buy Nipsey because it's Nipsey. They really fucked with him. It's also Tupac shit. Really fuck with him. Because that Machiavelli shit was trash. I'm going to give it a buck. Machiavelli, like, clothing line. Pretty awful. But people bought it. I got some Machiavelli. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that the game is doing the same thing. And I said I would mention why. Well, this is something that's on my little list here. The game was being sued. The game was being sued. Let me pull this story up. By Priscilla Rainey. She was suing the game in 2015 for $10 million for sexually assaulting her on his VH1 reality show. She's got game. But game never showed up to court to fight the charges. So she was automatically awarded $7.1 million. And his entire royalties. He has another situation very similar where he owes these people money. What's this? This means that Rainey is now the United States Courts of Appeal of the Seventh Circuit recently rejected all those appeals. Oh, shit. I didn't read this. Uh, rejected all those appeals and affirmed the North District of Illinois decision not to grant game a retrial. This means that Rainey is now entitled to all of the game's commissions royalties, contract receivables, deferred compensation, income, wages, payroll, salary, and accounts receivable until she gets her money. The game has a, has an album born to rap coming soon so you can so she can start working on that. So, when you think about that much money being taken from you and you owing this young lady, um, actually kind of bad, uh, and him owing this woman $7.1 million. If he ain't got it, you know, that's right out the account. And if you can manipulate a familiar brand with a familiar name, you stand to make a shit ton of money casually, passively. And then you take that money, you funnel it over to pay the, this this woman. So the prolific thing looks real disgusting to me because of that. Super disgusting because of that. Honestly, um, because you essentially use. Come on, man. Come on, man. If you look like, hey, but you know the people, the people are acknowledging as such though they're acknowledging that that like this is nasty he looks a certain way and hopefully it's not supported my personal opinion my personal feeling is that it sh- i hope it's not supported because um i think you just got to stand on your own when it comes to like that no actually if if it just you know he can make whatever you want to make but you can't he can't act like he don't know what he's doing because he does. This is not his first time doing shit like this. So he has to know that how how maybe he doesn't feel like it's nasty, but he at least knows that he's he's taking advantage of a, a, a deal um, that's already established. Just, you know, sitting there waiting for uh, the taking. Um, so there's that. There was a. Let me see. That was another story. Let me tell you a story. Um, there was another story that I saw as well. I don't know how much I believe in it. But there was this story about, was it Versace? Let me look at something real quick. Got to watch my time this time. That's how I be getting in trouble. Boom. Um, Versace. A Versace store has a special code for black people. 
one that claimed black customers were racially profiled every time they entered a Livermore store. KPX 5's Kate Kagarin on the special code the manager allegedly used for one particular group of customers. Kate? Well, Veronica, that's right. That's what it all comes down to, this special code that the lawsuit alleges Versace had for certain customers, African-American customers. According to court documents, 23-year-old Christopher Sampiro is suing Versace. He claims that when he started working at the outlet store in Livermore, a manager told him about a special code they used in the store. Whenever an employee saw an African-American customer walk in, the suit alleges the employee was supposed to say D410. That's the code Versace uses to classify black-colored clothing. And that code was supposed to give all employees a heads-up that an African-American was in the store. The court documents say Sampiro let his manager know he was a quarter black, and that manager then started treating him differently. The fact that there is an allegation just... I think that's um, definitely bad for anyone who's worked with the brand. Um, or it's just, it's just a bad look overall, I think. Um, if that's true, then they should definitely have like an overall in the company and think about ways to improve their diversity. Sampiro claims he was fired two weeks after, and he was told he did not, quote, understand luxury. In a statement to TMZ, Versace denied the allegations and says, we do not tolerate discrimination on the basis of right. race, national origin. Stop this. So, now the part about this story to me that's interesting is that two weeks later he was fired he didn't quit he was fired because he didn't understand luxury i believe i don't believe the story man i don't believe it uh a dude works at Versace, a quarter black and no, I mean, I'm going to say no one can tell. I don't know what he looked like. They didn't show him. He a quarter black. He says, hey, we got a code for when black people come in. Is this. Now, I don't know why anyone was offering this information out the gate. That's interesting to me, but they offered this information to the kid out the gate who was working there, um, who was a quarter black. And then he goes, hey, man, quarter, quarter black, man, got to relax with that shit. Then two weeks later, they go, you know what? We was thinking about it. We got to get you the fuck out of here, man. I'm sorry, but I understand that you're a quarter black and, you know, we got this code for black people because, you know, you motherfuckers are something different. But, but I don't know how it works. How would that even work, right? Black person walk in. And then all of a sudden they hit the thing. I've been to a luxury store, right? Like, do you really have to, when a black person walk in, go, uh, T143, whatever the fuck they said it was. Do you really need to just say that out loud? Matter of fact, a luxury store is damn near like a library, how fucking quiet it is. You walk in, a black person walks in. I don't know if you ever like a Versace store is one of the most gaudy stores out there. It it feel like something as soon as you uh cross the threshold. So you see black people cross the threshold, then you feel like you need to have a code to say it's black people in the room, right? Don't even make sense. Like, are you over the intercom? Do you walk over to someone, hit them with the little uh, elbow action, like, hey, bro? or whatever uh 1721 like no and then i'd be confused if i was working there if we got black clothes you using the black clothing terminology i'm trying to figure out what a black clothes oh are you talking about him but do you really need that though like what what difference does it make? Like just ignoring the whole racism thing. But what difference does it even make? Once he in the store, he in the store. Right? You're gonna shadow him, make him feel uncomfortable. You didn't have that problem on your hands? No. 
you, will you keep an extra eye on them? Okay, maybe you keep keep an extra eye out on them. But once he in the store, in the store, you saw what the baby did. He full on shot, hit a nigga in the face. <laughs> Whole fight broke out. Didn't nobody stop it. Besides, it was cooling or wherever he was at was cooling. It's just. I don't believe it, man. We ain't gonna hear shit else about this story. So for one. But I, if this is true, this man said he was willing to ignore that shit. Uh, he said he was willing to ignore that shit for the sake of um, keeping his job, keeping a job at a luxury store. Then got fired because he didn't understand luxury. I don't even know what that mean either. So, figure I'd just give you a quick little little uh story i saw come around the way another story man um nah, no i won't and takashi got a cra- they trying to get takashi a 10 million dollar deal allegedly you know what i'm saying i don't know how that works i don't even understand how a lot of these motherf- like a lot of people think he can't make no money i think he can make quite a bit of money the spectacle of it all especially if we got some joints you got some dope ass records out there. I still think Day Six Nine project was dope. So, uh, I could see it. I could see him being able to go out there, make some money, maybe internationally. Um, I think there's some sympathy out there for him. Uh, it, it's gonna be tougher, but it's not like people act like gangster niggas is like really going to shows like that. Gangster niggas go listen to Griselda. You know what I'm saying? They go listen to Benny the Butcher, Conway and them. They not. They was never really rocking with Takashi like that anyway. And he may lose some fans, but it's a lot of money to be made on that story. Documentary money, uh, interview money. I mean, he 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 should be fine. You know what I mean? Snitching, people give a lot to snitching, but snitching ain't what it what it what it used to be. In terms of like people giving a fuck. Like most people, they just mad, but these are street niggas at the end of the day. Like, yeah, you doing dirt. So you're going to turn around and beat this kid up and then, you know, risk that? You're going to kill this kid and risk that? Probably not. So, but Takashi 6 9 looking at a $10 million deal. Um, it's a few stories I'm skipping because I want to put this it, they're not real time stories like these just overall stories got one about uh this uh kid tried to kill his parents uh young kid but i'm gonna hold on that because i want to talk about that with uh i talk about these cults and shit uh did kanye do this kanye wanted to remind people that uh man fuck kanye i want to talk about kanye uh man i think i'm gonna wrap this up man get to, get to get to watching a little football my goddamn self so this was coming up no bullshit <laughs> i'm gonna talk about cults and the paranormal um two different episodes i believe uh i'm still i still don't know what's gonna happen with some guests uh to be honest because as i was sitting here they hit me up so i don't know what's gonna happen i'm not committing shit um but i got some new uh, man, I'm just honestly, I'm really hyped about doing these these kind of offshoot shows. Not offshoot. It's still I'm kind of famous, but I'm very interested in talking about cults. Well, the cult conversation. I got a plan. I think it's gonna work. I think it's gonna be one of those shows that I'm gonna get a lot of feedback about. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. If there's any cults that you uh, want me to talk about? I want me to look at. Hit me up, kindoffamouspod at gmail dot com. Really, I'm I'm listening for it. You know, what I mean, there's uh, I just learned about uh the Church of the Latter Day Saints. That was some wild shit. Uh, reading about that. Um, is there anything else? Um, you know, you got the you got. It, it's a lot of them, man. It's a lot of them. 
it's like hard for me to even just you know try to think of a few rare ones that don't nobody really know about cult wise you know everybody know about Jonestown everybody know about uh, Heaven's Gate I'm actually looking at making some man did they score again alright they got slow oh it's the fourth quarter I covered already so I'm good there um I'm talking about those cult cults that cult uh like lifestyle and all that type of shit because I know somebody who almost ended up in a cult and they got out last minute. You know, not for nothing, man. Them damn uh pyramid schemes, the multi level marketing fucking situational low key cults on 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 in one scale. You know, all this stuff is about preying on desperation. I'm let me get started on that. But uh so I'm looking forward to talk about that. Um, and then the paranormal ghost story shit like that send me those joints too like I said if you got a dope story you want to share with us send it to me kindoffamouspod at gmail.com if it's dope I'm going to talk about it on the show I'm going to send you a uh, cleaner I'm going to send you some people collector gear it might not just be a shirt it might be a shirt and a couple things if you're female we got some shorts hey if you're a dude you want to get your female some shit jump that shit out too Shit, get you a sweater. Niggas, winter come. I ain't gonna give you no hoodie. I give you a sweatshirt, but I ain't gonna give you no hoodie, man. Them hoodies be costing. But send me some shit. Send me a dope ass uh paranormal ghost story. We're gonna get you something and send it to you and talk about it on the show. All right. Kind of famous part. Damn, I ain't even talking about my social. Kind of famous part at gmail.com. Uh, at gmail.com. Facebook.com slash kind of famous part. Follow me on social. Row is famous. On both Twitter and Instagram and uh arrowfilms.com or arrowfilms on man, it's, it's a bunch of shit. I it's all linked. Linked in the notes. How about that? Oh, if you want to figure out how to find all this shit, link in the bio. Not bio. Link in the show notes. So check it out. Um so yeah. Little bit of a lazy show because I honestly planned this with someone who didn't show up. Y'all know who it was, so here's what it is. Till next time, tell your mama I said hi. So, in light of you being kind of famous, why the hell I'm kind of famous? Who the hell she knows?